Welcome to 2021. I don't know about you, Farron, but 2020 was a little spooky. We made it. That's all <laughs> I have to say. We made it. Yes. If you're listening, you have survived 100% of the hard things that you've gone through in life. Congratulations. Yes. So we are starting a brand new mini series to kick off the year. It is Jenny Allen's Get Out of Your Head. Oh my gosh. It's like she was in my head. But then told me to get out. I said, what about you? Are you staying? (laughs) I love this book because she gives you simple, easy to understand tips. Yeah. And again, I just, whenever I can relate or feel like someone relates to me, I'm that much more apt to like give them the benefit of the doubt and try what they have to say. And trying what she's recommended in this book has already had a positive impact on my life. So I can't wait to see the impact it has on our listeners. All right, so we're going to intro the book and go through chapters one through three. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Okay, so a little bit about this book and a similar book study we did last summer. We did Switch on Your Brain, and that's like the level 201. So this is the level 101. So it's not so quantum physics-y. She mentions some quantum realm stuff, but not anything to the depth or uh, of the neuroscience or the brain vocabulary that Dr. Carolyn Leaf did in the Switch on Your Brain. So if you want to hit that one first and then come back to this mini-series, great. Or if you want to hit this mini-series and then go to the Switch on Your Brain mini-series, that works too. Yes, I feel like this book tells you how your how your thinking shapes your life and how God and your relationship with Him can change that if you're not happy with your thought life right now. And then switch on your brain says all the science that goes to back everything that's said in this book. For sure. So switch on your brain. That was episodes 55 through 62 if you want to go back and listen to that. And this is episode 84. Wow. That makes me feel old in podcast years. Oh. <sighs> How old is that? I don't know. We'll do the math. (laughs) Super old. Okay, so we have Get Out of Your Head, Jenny Allen. She is a current Texan, Austin, born native, I think, and now lives in the Dallas area. So shout out, we're a county away. Our counties are touching. Oh my God. Is that weird to say? That's very weird to say, but we're leaving it. Yep. I can't say that I've ever said that in my life until (laughs) just now. Oh, I if hope you know she didn't us. hear that part. If you know us, you know it's a late Friday night. <laughs> Jenny's going to call and be like, why are you saying that our counties are touching? Because they are. It's, Adjacent? Oh, that might be a bigger word. It's probably yes. better for geography terms, seeing how... <laughs> All right, carry on. 
Ah, we digress. This book is about stopping the spiraled toxic thoughts. So a lot of times we can get hyped up on a hypothetical. I know as a one stressed out going to a four, I most certainly do that. And after learning the Enneagram, that was super helpful to realize that I did that. Did you know Jenny Allen is a seven? That's good to know. Mm-hmm. So that will be, I think she's a wing six. We'll see. But Jenny Allen is the founder of If Gathering. So you guys can follow her account. You can see where the If Gathering is near you and you can head there. And I really like this book because it's manageable chunks. You can read a chunk in five minutes, take a break, pick it back up. Yeah, I listened to it first on um, audiobook. That's mm-hmm. how I listen to books the first time. Then when I go back, I mark it all up in the physical book. And so, man, I was able to maintain focus and attention for a very long time. And that's always helpful. If I have an audiobook and I can't fold laundry or wash dishes at the same mm-hmm. time, then that's not productive. Right. So I really liked it. I I would I want to say I couldn't put it down, but it was an audiobook, <laughs> so I guess I couldn't turn it off. There you go. <laughs> uh, I like how she also ties anecdotes throughout. Again, it's written and put together really well, so that's super helpful. We are going throughout this mini series. We're going to reference a lot to our Switch on Your Brain mini-series, again, episodes 55 through 62, and we're also going to reference our Daring Greatly mini-series, episodes 28 through 38. She mentions Daring Greatly, she mentions Brene Brown, and then she also mentions a lot of brainy books. So, there you go. Brainy books. Brainy books. Brooke's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, diving into chapter one, this title is Thinking About thinking yeah and I think tell me what you think it's kind of like can you really think about a thought or isn't that the thought itself oh that's That's very meta no I don't think I could say it again so (laughs) don't delete that one so yeah you I was having to tell my daughter the other day we've read somewhere where it says you don't have to believe every thought Mm -hmm. you think Mm -hmm. and I heard that I've heard it lots of times lots of places from lots of people I don't remember when the first time was, but that has always stuck and really resonated with me. And she's like, I don't believe every thought I think. And the whole conversation was because she thought something and it turned out to not actually be correct. And once she found out it wasn't correct, she was relieved. And it was Mm -hmm. like, you realize you're doing that more often than you think. Gosh, for real. And we do that with the dumbest things too. Like, oh, they looked at me weird. And now I'm thinking about maybe they don't like me. What? Yes. I looked at you like that because I have RBF. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Listen. Can I say that? You are on fire tonight. I'm sorry. Touching counties. (laughs) RBF. Oh, my gosh. Running best friends. That's what it stands for. (laughs) I can't wait to make that into an Instagram post. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. So she gives a great anecdote that happens to all of us. She gives a simple example of how she's going to wake up and read her Bible, but she gets distracted by her phone, and then she starts spiraling her thoughts, and then she snaps at her husband, and then she feels bad about that, and we've all been there. That's happened to all of us, whether it's been at our house or at work or with a kid or with the dog. Could, could be anything. Wake up and do it all again the next day. Dagnabbit. <laughs> your intentions are never, those are never your intentions. For sure. Unfortunately, just kind of how it seems to happen until you kind of are more mindful 
about mm-hmm. the thoughts and patterns of your behaviors and the decisions you're making. Right. So the Bible talks about taking every thought captive, and we preached this verse like all throughout. Switch on your brain. So so is Jenny Allen. She's going to talk about it multiple times. Um, she mentions neuroscience in this chapter as well, and she talks about falling into old patterns, and that makes me think of that verse. Is it Paul where he's like, the very thing I don't want to do, I do it. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Why do I do the thing that I don't want to do? Every time. I try to be better. Yes. And so she talks about instead of t- treating the symptoms, getting to the root of the problem. And so when you find yourself in these old patterns, if you're trying to fix the outcome, maybe you're not looking at what's actually causing those emotional outbursts or again, the behaviors or life choices you're making. Like you said, Farron, you've got to dig deeper. What is that core motivation coming back to? And then that motivation, what are, what are the thoughts that are making that your motivation? So it takes a lot of thinking about your thinking, journaling it, writing it down multiple times. It's going to take multiple sessions maybe even to get to the bottom of why you're feeling that way. I love the part too where she says that emotions are a byproduct of the way we think. Right. So I think a lot of times we think about how we're feeling and we want to change the way we're feeling. But what we really need to focus again is back on, but what are you thinking? Because right. your thoughts are creating those emotions. For sure. Like if I said, Farron, stop feeling sad and start feeling awesome. <laughs> if, if we were just trying to emotion control, that would work. Like, oh, okay, let me just, boop, now I'm feeling great. That's not how that works. So you have to, again, dig deep and figure it out. She goes on to talk about, um, she quotes John Owen, and he says, Be killing sin, or we'll be killing you. Dun, dun, So I think that just highlights, again, you need to have the awareness of um, what it is that's bringing you down. And if you're not doing something about it, it's definitely going to be doing what it wants to you. Right. And the good news is we can take every thought captive. It is possible. It is in the Bible. It says we can. Did you know we have about 30,000 thoughts in a day. That was and I feel one. like teachers have one million. Yes. <laughs> Whatever the average person is times a million. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, that's crazy because I like to think after the different book studies we've done that I'm much better about thinking about what I'm thinking. But I definitely don't think what I'm thinking about 30,000 times a day. Oh, for sure. So then it just is a reminder that, you know, there's... Always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not, we're not trying to get you caught in the overwhelm of, wait, every single thought I have to take, right. cat, like, that's super overwhelming. Yes, you can. It is possible. Obviously, Jesus will help you do that. You cannot do it on your own. But just start with one thought. Just take one thought captive. And she mentions that later on in the book, and we're going to dissect that and pick that apart. Yes. Yeah, so ultimately, her first chapter, I feel like, is selling you on the idea of, do you actually think about the thoughts coming through your head? Kind of like you said, Brooke, filtering through and really taking captive of the thoughts that might be throwing you off track. Right. So chapter one is thinking about thinking and be thoughtful about your thoughts. How many ways can we say it? Mind your mind. (laughs) And I'll keep thinking of more. I think she also says mind your mind somewhere in the book too. Okay. It is clever. (laughs) She is clever. All right. Chapter two, what we believe. So... She opens this chapter with one little comment one mean boy said to her and how that stuck with her. So my, my question to you guys would be, what is that one dumb limiting belief that someone told you at one point and you're sticking to it for no reason? 
boy. Yeah. Or one you've told yourself. Oh, yeah. No one actually said it, but you've convinced yourself that it's how everyone feels. So I might have, I might have mentioned this story on the podcast before. I sure did in an email probably well, a year and a half ago. Well, we have thousands of new listeners every week. <laughs> that's right. Week, okay. So. That's why you need to join the party yeah. and make sure you get in the party newsletter every month. I meant every week. So they're going to college playing soccer. I didn't think I was qualified enough to start. And I remember my mentor, Ernie, he was like, hey, you're going to be starting. You're going to be a, a starting defender. And I said, oh, I'm a freshman going to college. I don't know. I wasn't even going to play. And he's like, no, no, you're good enough. So do it. And I said, okay. And then I did. I was like, what? I, I discounted all of my work and all the things I've done and my strength and whatever, just because I thought I couldn't, talent. you know, so that I thought that was interesting how, so that means you can be that voice for that person too. You could say the right thing at the right moment and it could shift their mind. Yes, that is absolutely true. And so she talks to more about believing these lies we tell ourselves and just in the different books we've read, the reason why it's so easy to believe these lies is because they kind of seem like they could be true. They're right. not, but there's like some stuff in there that makes it sound like the truth. Right, and it's it sounds like this sometimes. I'm not blank enough. So you might be sort of qualified, but you're not qualified enough. So that might be this, the word you're putting on the end of the sentence to negate what you actually are. I'm not worthy enough. No, no. The Bible says you are, so you are. And she actually goes into that. Um, she writes that the lies we tell ourselves can fall into three categories. That you are either helpless, worthless, or unlovable. And those might sound like really harsh or like they don't apply. But if you work through a lie that you're telling yourself, if you have that awareness, you might have to first start with, taking in those thoughts as you have negative ones, writing them down and trying to find a pattern in them. But eventually you'd be able to see that they fall under one of those three categories. Again, helpless, worthless, or unlovable. Great example. We can go back to the one I just used. Okay, I'm not qualified enough to be a starting player on the field. So let me boil that down. Okay, so does that fall under helpless, worthless, or unlovable. So that would fall under worthless if I'm not qualified enough. So if you really boil it down, it really does fit into one of the three categories. Yes. And the gut punch in this section for me was she said, every lie we buy into about ourselves is rooted in what we believe about God. Mm. And if you immediately go, uh-uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You'll have to, again, we... We just highlight a couple things in the book, but she really goes into this one. And after reading everything she has to say, I think you'll you'll see that. Um, again, if let's just take the worthless example. And it says time and time again that if you're a child of God, he loves you. He's coming for you. He wants you. And so how can you believe that you are worthless if you know that God, in fact, finds worth in you and right. wants you? Right. So... I, I like how it goes back to the truths. If you can remember those truths, even if it's just, God loves me unconditionally. Okay, anytime you feel unlovable, God loves me unconditionally. God loves me. And that can, on repeat, have it on repeat. And sometimes you just need to quantum xeno effect yourself into believing it. 
Yes, we've talked before about, you know, the importance of being in the Word and the Scripture every day, and it's not supposed to be like a punishment or like, you know, the dentist tells you to floss. Um, you know, there's lots of benefits to being in the Scripture, and one is when you hear these lies, you're combating it with the truth found in Scripture. But if you're not, like, armoring yourself up with some armor and some weapons um, from the Scripture by reading it and being in it daily, um, then you don't have anything to fight these these lies with. For sure. The Bible talks about we are called to take every thought captive. And she reads one of the versions, a different version of the scripture, and it talks about like smashing the thoughts that are not of God. And like you said, Farron, we have to suit up. We got to armor up, and the Bible is actually the sword in the armor of God. So that's how you're going to combat things is with the truth. So... Also, in this chapter, she tells a super creepy story that I already have goosebumps on my arms, so we can shimmy on over that one, and you read it yourselves. But what's interesting is in the story that she tells, she seems fine at first, and then what happens is Satan got a foothold and then started to make her have those thoughts. She didn't capture them. She started spiraling is what happened here. Yeah, and I don't know about other people but that sometimes happens to me in like um, a hard or crazy or difficult situation I can rise to the occasion and once everything's calmed down and settled that's when I like start to fall apart Mm. and it's like it doesn't make sense because you had the faith and the strength when it was bad and now it's good but it's almost like you know this post-traumatic experience Mm -hmm. Um, or even something as simple as I'm trying to fall asleep in my bed mm. and now I'm still rehashing everything from the Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. or that one time in seventh grade oh my gosh yes you know what i think about what my coffee spilled on the carpet in this conference room old school carpet's still probably going to be there a while (laughs) (laughs) big coffee stain and i remember the first day of school at a brand new middle school in the city i went to school in uh binders the trap Chopper, Chopper keepers. keepers. You would like get paint pens and write mm-hmm. on them. Well, I borrowed someone's and I guess I unscrewed, I was trying to open it, but I unscrewed the tip of the marker and orange paint pen paint went all over the new science lab floor. They never got it out. Yeah. It was still there. It looked like someone barfed. <laughs> well, way to, way to make your mark on the world, Farron. Good job. You know, I just. You don't wing one I at all. think about that. <laughs> Still think about that. Kids are like, I don't want to sit by the orange spot on the floor. And oh my gosh. It's all my fault. And you know, they're probably still judging you for that. I don't know if they know I did it. And then what if they find out? Hey, everybody. Who went to... <laughs> uh, you. Okay. Chapter three is called Spiraling Out. And this is where she talks about she kept waking up at 3 a.m., terrified, thinking about this story that she previously told in chapter two. Um, So Beth Moore, author, Jesus lover. So she talks about three pits. She calls, she's a fellow pit dweller. So everyone falls in. So there's three types of pits. The ones you jump into, like, oh, I'm going to make bad choices. Wee! The one you you accidentally slip into, like, oh, crap, I didn't mean to do that. The paint pen. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some that are you, you were thrown into. So think Job on that is what that makes me think. Or like things that are totally so out of your control that you had to have been shoved in. So she talks about the three types of pits. And this is one that Jenny was thrown into. She 
talked about it being like a fog. She couldn't see clearly, think clearly. At one point, she questioned her faith, but you can't lose your faith, everybody. Once you're a believer, there's no neither height nor depth nor uh, that whole long verse that can't separate you from his love. So, once you're in the club, you're in the club. Don't worry about that part, but that didn't negate what she was feeling or thinking. Yeah, again, I just think coming from somebody who... Once you, you know, you read the whole story, you hear her, her story's not over, you see what she's doing in the world today. Someone who has such a strong faith for her to share such a vulnerable moment when she really struggled with it and she was, you know, technically had all, all the things in place and all the right things and trying to do the right thing and still struggled. So, um, just kind of a side story like it, it did. It, I appreciate when people in positions like that open up and are vulnerable about it's not always easy for them. For sure. Because we might portray it as like, oh, well, that's easy for them. But if they were me or going through something mm-hmm. that, you know, it'd be different. Yeah, it's easy to fall into that comparison trap. And that's why I really like how she talks about community in the next in the next episode we'll get to. But her bottom line in this chapter is you need to remember that you have a choice. So if you need to interrupt a negative thought you need to immediately think you have a choice here so you're going to leverage the situation regardless of what the situation is you're going to leverage it so you need to pick how you're going to leverage it are you going to be in an upward trajectory or are you going off track up to you and you know some people like to like's not the right word some people choose to believe that they don't have a choice And I like the part where she said, the danger of toxic thinking is it produces an alternate reality, one in which distorted reasoning actually seems to make sense. So, you know, I wonder if our listeners feel like, well, they deserve what's happening to them or they deserve to feel the way they do. And again, I would say that the toxic thinking is producing this, as she said, alternate reality where you actually think that this is something you deserve or is the way it should be, but... If you can start climbing out of that pit and realize it's a choice and start digging yourself out, um, hopefully you'll be able to look back on that time yeah, with a different perspective. And it's not going to be an overnight thing. So okay. in the Switch on Your Brain mini-series, we talk about how many days it takes to form certain neuro connections in your brain. Uh, so it's not going to happen overnight. So again, we have a 21-day goal-setting workbook that we can happily shift on over to you just email us and we'll get it to you but 21 days is a magic number but sometimes the grooves in your brain are so deep you're going to need more time or more intensive work on it yep and then there's more to come in this book as well um practical actionable steps is what we like to say around here for sure we're going to link this book in the show notes make sure you go through that link and we get a kickback for it which helps keep this podcast afloat Yes, keep us going. All like right. The Energizer Bunny. <laughs> Says the nine. Says the nine. <laughs> no. Recharge my battery. Uh, all right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. We help busy Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have happier, healthier lives. We love providing our Christian based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. 
your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.